Hi there, everyone! Welcome back to my channel. I am Nanami Suzuki, your favorite convert. How you guys doing? Okay, so basically... Oh, there's been a lot going on today. I mean, I've received a lot of negativity from people today. Nothing but negativity. And I am trying to keep my sane brain wrapped around this idea of why praying to Jesus, hearing him speak, and writing down what he says is so... Why it's considered pagan is beyond me. I mean, it's, um, let's see, right here, let me pull out my Bible and turn to the book of Revelations here. The Corinthians, the Philippians, Titus, uh, letters of Titus, Titus was, uh, nope, that's, <gasps> The Book of Acts. Ow, that was my body, and it hurt a lot. The Book of Hebrews. Peter. Peter was the first. Okay, so it says here that let's turn to the first chapter, the first page. Shall we? Uh huh. I don't understand why Jude is okay. Just like why is this like not doing what it needs to be doing? What in the world? The revelation of John introduction. The Apocalypse, or Revelation to John, the last book of the Bible, is one of the most difficult to understand because it abounds in unfamiliar and extravagant symbolism, which at best appears unusual to the modern reader. Symbolic language, however, is one of the chief characteristics of apocalyptic literature of which this book is an outstanding example. Such literature enjoyed wide popularity in both Jewish and Christian circles from circa 200 BC to AD 200. This book contains an account of visions in symbolic and allegorical language borrowed extensively from the Old Testament, especially Ezekiel, Zechariah, and Daniel, whether or not these visions were real experiences of the author or simply literary conventions employed by him in an open question, is an open question. This much, however, is certain. Symbolic descriptions are not to be taken as literal descriptions, nor is the symbolism meant to be pictured realistically. One would find it difficult and repulsive to visualize a lamb with seven horns and seven eyes. Yet Jesus Christ is described in precisely such words. The author used these images to suggest Jesus' universal seven power horns and knowledge 
eyes as significant features of apolitic writing is the use a significant feature of apocalyptic writing is the use of symbolic colors, metals, garments, and numbers for significant four signifies the world, six imperfection, seven totality or perfection, twelve Israel's tribes and the apostles, one thousand immensity. Finally, the vindictive language in the book, we got six, chapter six, verses nine through ten, chapter eighteen, verses one through nine, and uh, eighteen, verses one through chapter nineteen, verse four, is also to be understood symbolically and not literally. The cries for vengeance of the lips of Christian martyrs that sound so harsh are in fact literally devices the author employed to evoke in the reader and hear a feeling of horror for apostasy and rebellion that will be severely punished by God. So, if he's allowed to do that, so am I. Read your shit, bitches. <laughs> say that okay gosh I didn't need to get my finger broken that was not my finger broken by the way that was my fingernail being broken that crack you heard was me opening a soda can my saying ow was obviously my punishment for saying bitches like I said I am converting to Catholicism. I am still working on my habits. And I do have some pretty bad habits lately. Like smoking. I don't do a lot of it anymore. I'm winning myself off of it. So I don't have to worry about whether or not I want it anymore. I have some seriously strong willpower when it comes to that. I'll tell you. No matter how much I want it, I just say nope. The Lord won't approve. I just, every time I want a cigarette, I just imagine Jesus looking at me saying, Why do you hurt me like this? Giving me a, the expression on his face of pain and suffering. No, thank you. I don't want my Jesus to suffer anymore. But who can really stop drinking soda? When this soda, for me, it doesn't have any caffeine in it. It is, um, really, it's Baja Blast. It's a Baja Blast type soda. It's got the Baja Blast flavor. And I am receiving a message. I will be right back and I will respond to the message 
uh, probably on here as well. So, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with this app. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh crap, I'm recording. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of questions from the start before I even got onto this app. Because I've always wondered, how do I reach out to others? How do I get myself heard? How do I get paid to even get heard? The answer to this question is so easy. It's not even funny. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. How you doing? How you doing? Hi, 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 hi. Hi. I am doing a quick, um, little, uh, whatchamacallit? What do you call it? Uh, I call it audio testing. Because I got a little bit of a feedback that the audio quality is a little iffy. Mm. Oh, excuse me. I am so sorry about that. And I am glad that I received that, um, feedback because... Honestly, I have been trying to figure out why my freaking audio sounds like shit when I <laughs> when I have my headphones on and I have these uh, giant industrial fans on all day long. You can't hear them right now because I have my headphones on and I'm recording with my mouth thing, mouthpiece, on my head with my headphones on and you know, kind of like a superstar. Don't imagine that part, that movie where that girl likes to sniff her armpit, likes to rub her armpits with her fingers and then sniff them and say, Superstar. That is not me. I will not do that. That is gross. Okay. So I recently got in the mail a couple of books sent to me by, um, the Sisters of Mercy. They are really super great gals. I love how amazing they are. Um, this one, the first one is called Rediscovered Catholicism, a spiritual guide to living with passion and purpose. Dynamic Catholic book program by Matthew Kelly, New York Times bestselling author of The Rhythm of Life. Now, I kind of really want to read that now that I know that it's there, now that I know it exists. I want to read it. So, let's start reading this one after I tell you guys about my other books, of course. We have We Pray, Living the in God's Presence, 
Oscar Luke for CM. I am guessing he is Father Oscar Luke Farr. I cannot say your name. I am sorry, Father Oscar. With more than 40 years experience as a religious educator, is one of the America's most popular interpreters of the Catholic faith. He is the author of eight books, preaches parish missions, and is dedicated to helping Catholics develop a clear understanding of their faith in an interesting, enjoyable manner. In this new, in his newest book, best-selling, uh, Ligori author Oscar Lukvar C.M. teaches us how to pray. His light-hearted approach combines personal heartwarming stories with historical, liturgical, and practical wisdom from the Catholic tradition. Father Luke touches on the following topics. How does God speak to us? How does God teach us to pray in the biblical tradition? Types of prayer. How does God listen to us? How do we listen to God? Jesus is our everyday in our everyday lives. Liturgical prayer. The Bible translated into prayer and life. Difficulties in prayer. Our journeys towards God. Each chapter includes questions for discussion and reflection, useful for group participation and personal study, and activities to help readers apply what they learn to everyday living. Praise Jesus for this man! Whoops. Did I say that out loud? I said that out loud, didn't I? My cat is looking at me like I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> he's just looking at me like I'm a weirdo. He's like, he's giving me that look like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> he's just like sudden. Like, when I suddenly shout things, my cat will look at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, kind of makes me want to tickle him. He's so cute. Oh, another one just popped up that I just remembered. Remember that I read from uh, the message of Fatima Lucia Speaks? And I had that episode? Well, I discovered that a lot of my episodes have been deleted off of my podcast. Now, normally when things are deleted off my podcast, I am notified of it. But this time, I wasn't notified at all. I was just a little bit taken aback by how many of my awesome podcasts were deleted. Like, what the frick, man? <laughs> see, see what I mean? See what I mean by a lot of crazy stuff going on? Today I've been experiencing all this stuff, and it's like, you know what? I have to do everything all over again. But you know what? It's totally worth it because I could put it all into one podcast post and it can all be like one big freaking awesomeness and it will take hours to listen to. But you guys are probably more happy that way. Well, I sound like someone I know. But like, wouldn't it be a little bit better to just have it all in one like podcast? 
all-in-one podcast. Like, hello, <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know. But yeah, so I'll be reading today from this book. And the third book I have is The Second Greatest Story Ever Told. Now is the Time of Mercy Evangelization Edition by Michael E. Gately, M-I-C. I don't know what M-I-C means. Um, but Father Mitchell E. Gately is Director of Evangelization for the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception and Formation Director of the Marian Missionaries of Divine Mercy. The author of several best-selling books, including 33 Days to Morning Glory, Father Mitchell lives and works in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, home of the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. Oh, oh my gosh! He wrote that other book! He wrote the other... Oh my god, he wrote that book! He wrote it? Where did I put it? I have it here somewhere. It's here somewhere in my collection. I know it is. It's here somewhere. I'm gonna lose my freaking mind if I don't find it. Because I freaking love it. It's one of my favorites. It's, 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 I have it. It's here. Somewhere. If it's not here, I can always go buy one. Because I will freaking go up to this local freaking Christian store and I will buy a bunch of freaking Christian books. Y'all let me know what kind of Christian books y'all want me to read, okay? I'm new to this stuff. I need to learn. This is how personal I am about it. This is how freaking into it I am. Look at this. I got three books and including this adorable little booklet called The Message of Fatima Lucia Speaks. World Apostolate of Fatima USA. And it is... Oh my gosh, look how pretty she is! I know that a lot of people will look on the back of this booklet and see the sister on the back of it and say, oh, Who is that? Um, I believe... That is... Lucia herself. Um, that is... Miss Maria... That is to the Reverend Sister Maria Lucia of the Convent of Coimbra. That is her Sister Maria, Reverend Sister Maria Lucia. I've never heard that there would be a Reverend Mother, but a becoming Reverend Mother. Um. Is incredible, and um, one day that would be a great role for um people to go for. Oh, I even wrote down right here. I even marked where I was. I don't remember doing that, but I marked per certain parts of this. See, I probably knew past me probably knew that eventually that at some point I was gonna have to reread this whole thing and I was gonna have to reread the whole thing for an entire podcast now this looks to me like because of how small it is it's about forty six pages oh 
Okay, so... 40 pages of the real, actual story. And that's about what that is right there. Oh my god. It's back. Run away! Oh my god, what did I do with my food? Lucy! Guess who's here? Guess who's here? Guess who it is? Guess who's outside? Is it Mama? Is that Mama? Do you see her? Is that Mama? You're not getting any of this damn beef jerky. <laughs> you can't have any of this. You'll get worms. The moment I get louder, she lays down as if I'm yelling at her for being bad. Honest, in all honesty, she's not a bad dog. from me before I could get the rest of it. She can get the fudge over it. Rain ain't gonna kill her. I missed. I was targeting you. I was gonna smack you right in the butt with it. She's wagging her tail, and you snapped that thing. She wagged her tail more, and then you snapped it again, and she stopped wagging her tail. She's wagging her tail even more. Like, she really. Is this dog a masochist? Ow! Ow! Why'd you hit me? Because you put your hand down there. I'm being beaten! Someone called up 911! Help me! Oh no! Ow! Oh. Come on, Lucy. Come on! See, if I was really serious, y'all would be hearing me screaming and crying. <laughs> we do that to each other all the time. Get your butt on my trailer! 
slamming my door for? Yes, he's inside. That's why I want you to close the door all the way. Crazy butt. Angel! Here, kitty kitty! Angel! Come get a treat! Angel! Come get a treat! He likes his little hideout spot. I made him a, like a little fort over there. I used a uh, couch cushion. Leaned it up against um, the wall, and I used a suitcase. There you are. Hi. You hear me talking about you? Yeah. You know your name. You're such a smart boy. He's only eight months old. I got him three months ago when he was five months old. He's gotten so big now. Kitty kitty want treat? Kitty kitty want treat? Come on. Come on up here. Get some treat. Here you go, my friend. He loves beef jerky. But he hates it when things get in his way when he tries to get to it. Because he has a thing. Like, he likes to play with his food sometimes. It runs away from him all the time. I give him a small piece of beef jerky every other day. What? There you go, buddy. Why do you keep spitting it out? Eat it. Totally see what he's doing right now. <laughs> he is struggling to keep it in his mouth. <laughs> I know that tonight I'm going to get payback for laughing at him. He's lifting my pillow out of the way so he can get to it. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go, buddy? Did it go right here? I noticed that my kitten 
seems to know when he's full. And he likes to show when he's full. And how you can tell when he's full is he'll play with his food instead of eating it. I have a unique way of eating jerky. I'll take it, I'll bite down, and I'll squeeze it with my teeth into my mouth, out of the skin. Mm. Kitty doesn't like it either. But I'll eat the skin last as a final resort. Hmm. Hold on, buddy. He will attack it. And it's so cute. Here comes the last part. Eating the skin. Y'all are like, Ew, you take it apart? Well, dude, it was... Originally taken apart from an animal to begin with. It's the same thing. Sort of. It's <laughs> sort of the same thing. I should say. Why is this not easy to open this one? There we go. Now I can open it. Tear off a chunk. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was the cat. 
He has a habit of snorting when he eats. Go get it, boy. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> Ruined that plan of attack, didn't I? <laughs> he looked at me like, You just ruined my plan of attack. I was going to jump on it, and then I was going to curl around it, and then I was going to claw it with my back feet. How dare you? <laughs> Typical cat. Ungrateful. <laughs> See, he thinks everything, every ounce of the day is playtime. Uh, oh, goodness me. Okay, so that's pretty much what that is about. And I know I didn't do any of the readings for this portion of the podcast, but I thought you guys might need a little break from all this seriousness and all this... <laughs> I threw the pillow of paper and hit the roof and it landed right in front of the cat. The cat jumped 20 feet and landed right on my lap. With his claws digging in. And my response was to start laughing. His response was to run away. Typical kitty. Uh-oh. Run away! Kitty cat's mad! Running! Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty much how that goes, and how that comes on display here online. I don't exactly know exactly how much fun this was for you guys, or how much laughing you guys are doing, because I can't predict whether or not you guys are having fun. Uh, the time of your lives, or you guys are just sitting there poking fun at me, talking to yourselves in the background, going, ha 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 ha, this person's so stupid, don't listen to their podcast anymore. Or you guys are saying, ha, this person's so hilarious, <laughs> I'm gonna do this again, I hope they have an equally funny podcast the next time around. Dude, <laughs> that's the point. Is it supposed to be humorous? And at the same time, a little bit. I swear to God, cat, you get cat litter all over that floor and I will bust your ass. Pause for effect. <laughs> I don't really mean I'm going to actually harm my kitty. Okay, by bust his ass, I mean... He won't be getting any treats tonight. Before bed. I just gave him a bunch. Kind of defeats the purpose. <sighs> I hate my life. See you guys later. Bye.